Hi, and welcome to a slightly different episode of Five Minutes of Rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. In this episode, there actually is no feature rum, certainly not due to a lack of rum, but because I was recently contacted by a friend who asked for a suggestion on a holiday-inspired punch that he could serve at a small dinner party. Uh, he wanted something simple with a nod to the time of year without being kind of over the top in holiday spice. So I offered up the recipe that we're going to feature in this episode called the Cup of Cheer. And it seemed like a good quick episode to record in case any listeners are hosting their own dinner parties and want to serve a punch this time of year or any time of year. But it, the flavors make it particularly relevant this you know time of year in the fall to winter months. Oh, and with one exception, all of the ingredients for this punch have appeared in previous episodes, so frequent listeners may already have all the raw materials on hand. So punch itself, um, speaking of punch, punch, I think it's been repaired in recent years, but once upon a time, especially when I was growing up, punch kind of had a, a bad reputation. It had a, um, you know, you're going to have a giant bowl, you're going to have some sort of uh, sparkly soda, sherbet, and I don't even think punch was known as being a uh, sort of alcoholic beverage, but that's not at all what punch is. And I think punch's again, punch's reputation has changed in recent years and it's starting to get better. But at one time it didn't have the most stellar reputation. One of the ways that that reputation is changing um, is through a, a book that David Wondrich wrote. Um, he wrote a book simply called Punch, the subtitle of which was The Delights and Dangers of the Flowing Bowl. Um, and David Wondrich is a noted cocktail writer. His writings appeared online in numerous different publication, publications. Um, and it's a, an excellent book. I, I've linked to it in the show notes and I highly recommend getting it. Even if you don't make any of the recipes, it's a great book to read just about learning. You know, it covers punch's place in history, how it came to be, um, sort of a, there was a period of time where punch was the most important drink and he covers that really, really well and in depth. Um, also has a tutorial on making punch and then 40 plus historical punch recipes with a couple of new ones that he threw in. So, that book is highly recommended. You you learn all kinds of things, not just the history and the recipes, but learn things like what an oleosaccharum is, um, what a shrub is, how to make proper proportions for a punch. So it, it really is the go-to on on punch, at least in the last you know five years. Um, I've served a few of his recipes from the book, and they are all of the highest quality, and you know always uh, get rave reviews from whoever the guests are. Um, why and on the topic of punch, why serve punch at all? Um, one of the reasons that there's a, or one of the benefits to serving punch is if you're hosting a party and you're having anywhere from like six to, you know, 20 people, I mean, over 20 people, I don't, you're going to be doing something completely different. But if you're hosting a small dinner party, um, that really frees yourself from having to make, you know, 10 cocktails as soon as your guests arrive. And your guests are normally going to arrive thirsty and they're probably going to be arriving all near the same time. So if you say, hey, come on over at six o'clock for a dinner party and you get 10 people who arrive all of a sudden, um, it can be, you know, you're working from behind almost right away if you're trying to make 10 cocktails individually. And so one of the ways that you can free yourself up from that is um, having a punch ready for when your guests get there. That way you get to visit with guests from outside the bar. Um, and even, because even those of us who enjoy mixing cocktails want to, you know, mix those cocktails at a measured, at a measured pace, excuse me, at a measured pace. Um, and then another nice thing about punch is, you know, it's very, it's very communal. Um, if you set out punch and glasses and ice and garnish, people can go gather around, um, with their small cups, fill those up. They have, com you know, a conversation around the punch bowl. It really goes back to what the, you know, what punch was. It was a big bowl that you put out for people to gather around and enjoy drinking and having conversation throughout the evening. So 
Um, if nothing else, even if you want to make drinks later, I would suggest having a punch at least as like a, a starter for when people come on, uh, come in your house for a party. Um, how do you serve punch? The, the best way to serve punch would be um, in a big bowl. Um, you can get a, an actual punch bowl or you can get any sort of large vessel that you can, you know, that'll hold liquid. You can repurpose that as a, as a punch bowl. Um, and in terms of ice, you don't want to put in a bunch of ice cubes because those are going to uh, melt very quickly and dilute your drink. And so what the recommendation I have would be is you want some sort of big block of ice that'll be in the bowl to sort of chill things but not melt overly quickly. And then you want to have another, um, like a bucket of ice nearby, which people can put in their punch glasses for actually serving so that they can chill their drink once they dish it out of the, out of the punch bowl. Um, as far as cups, uh, keep them small. You know, you serve nice uh, small punch uh, cups like a gentleman. Uh, this way people, again, gather around the punch bowl for conversations. They serve themselves, and then they don't get too sauced. You know, it stimulates conversation, but you don't have people passing out and falling asleep before you get around to serving dinner. So punch cups are, are the size they are for a reason. Uh, no reason to go over there with your 32-ounce big gulp cup and fill that thing from the bowl. In terms of garnish, you, you should garnish. Uh, what are you, a savage? Um, put out a garnish. Put out uh, either some nutmeg that you can grate on fresh, some cinnamon, whether it's a stick or or just you know dusting of cinnamon, fresh mint, something that complements the punch that you're serving. The the drink I'm going to feature later is a very cinnamony drink, so a cinnamon stick is the garnish of choice for that. So speaking of that that drink, um, this recipe in this episode is the cup of cheer, um, and this is straight up a, a punch style drink, not a planter's punch per se, but more of a traditional you know five element punch. Uh, the recipe. As provided is for a single serving, but it's easy to multiply it to scale up to a larger serving. How much you make on a punch is very dependent on not just the number of guests, but how many will actually be imbibing in that punch and how long the punch needs to last. So is it going to just be a starter or does it need to last the entire evening? Uh, generally, I make it as a starter and then mix individual cocktails after the meal is served and once people have slowed down their intake a little bit. So there's you know, two easy ways to scale up. Um, you can either do number of people or the total amount you'd like to end up with. So for smaller gatherings, like 12 or less, I'd use the number of guests met method. Um, and I would figure two full-size uh, drinks per person and then add another two full-size drinks to your total. And remember, you're going to serve it in smaller punch cups, so you'll actually get more servings than you would if you're serving them individually. Uh, for larger events, like when I've hosted room parties at Tiki events, um, usually I'm going by the, how many gallons do I need to make? And I'll do a different way of scaling it up. But for a, a small dinner party or a small gathering, I would use the number of guests method of multiplying the recipe for this drink. Again, this is the single serving. So you'll do your own multiplication based on how much you want to make if you want to make it a punch. But as a single serving, it's one ounce of Caruba dark Jamaican rum that was featured in episode three, uh, substituting the Eldorado five will work. Uh, it won't taste the same, but its profile is complementary to the overall recipe. Next is one ounce of plantation five-year Barbados rum, which was featured in episode one. Uh, you can substitute another gold Barbados rum, such as Mount Gay, and it'll work just fine. Uh, one ounce of lime juice. And what kind of lime juice is used in this cocktail? Fresh squeezed only. Uh, fresh squeezed juiced, uh, particularly fresh squeezed lime juice, was first harped on in episode two. A half ounce of honey mix featured in episode six, a half ounce of demerara sugar syrup as featured in episode eight, and one ounce of lemur tea. Wait, what now? So Trader Joe's has this seasonal black tea that's flavored with vanilla and cinnamon. In fact, that's the real name, Trader Joe's Vanilla and Cinnamon Black Tea. 
The box has a drawing of a lemur and some Christmas lights on it. So which name is better? Yep, lemur tea. So anyway, a couple of years ago when I first started playing with punch recipes, my sister told me about this tea and it seemed like it would be useful in, as a cocktail ingredient. Traditional punches often had the element of weak in tea form. Remember the, uh, the weak is either some sort of dilution, whether it's water or some other liquid and tea was often used in old punch recipes. And in those punches, you know, they also were using an element of spice. And so incidentally, um, you know, having a spiced tea would probably serve both of those purposes. Now, back at Tiki Oasis 10, Martin Kate and Blair Reynolds had concocted something for Martin Kate's punch seminar and called it Tiki Oasis 10th Anniversary Punch. Um, and they used two spice syrups in that, which were also cinnamon and vanilla. Um, and so I thought that would be sort of a good template to work from. Uh, I tried the tea out as a ingredient. It's a little easier to transport if you're going somewhere and you want to have uh, that flavor profile but not carry syrups with you. Um, so anyways, make the tea ahead of time and then let it get down to room temperature before mixing. So it's one ounce of the lemur tea. Uh, for a single serving, you're going to shake that with ice cubes in a Boston shaker and pour it unstrained into a double old-fashioned glass. And then you garnish it with a whole cinnamon stick. For a punch, again, multiply each ingredient by the total number of servings desired, um, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, and serve from a bowl with an ice block. Um, you don't really necessarily have to have an ice block in there. Just make sure that you have... Indi you know, an individual um, bucket for ice for your guests to put in their punch cups when you're serving it. And so let's go ahead and taste the cup of cheer here. Mm. So the, the, the cinnamon is probably the predominant flavor. There is vanilla in there as well. The honey is a good sweetener. You can actually pick a little bit of that up. And then the dark rum and the gold Barbados rum blend together. So overall, it's a, a really nice drink. Um, and I think it scales up pretty well for serving for a somewhat, you know, large gathering. It really hits some traditional holiday notes and doesn't get too crazy um, and stray too far away from what a punch should be. That's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back to a more traditional format uh, on the next episode of 5 Minutes of Rum. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5 minutesofrumcom The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, even leave a review. The show is also on Twitter as at five minutes of rum. That's the at symbol number five minutes of rum. Uh, please send in any comments, feedback, corrections, or requests you have via either the five minutes of rum website or on Twitter. Now go make your guests some punch.